0: This is the Digital Nomad Quest podcast with Sharon Sung, teaching people how to build passive income, become financially free, and design their best lives. Hey guys, it's Sharon from Digital Nomad Quest, and today we're gonna go over 11 millionaire habits that have changed my life. So in this episode, I don't want to go over the generic habits that people always talk about. For example, meditation, waking up early, cold showers. I'm sure that is very helpful, but for me, I actually don't do any of those things. I would say I don't wake up that early. I take normal showers. I used to meditate when I could, but I haven't been keeping that up. Even though those things help, I'm gonna just really hone in on the ones that have actually helped me a lot in my journey, and hopefully it inspires you as well. And I feel like a lot of people think, oh, you need to inherit wealth, like people were born rich, so that's how they are rich. But actually a study by Fidelity Investments showed that 88% of millionaires are self-made, which means they didn't inherit their wealth. So I'm just hoping that a lot of these habits and these tips really inspire you to think that there are opportunities out there for you and that anything is achievable. Now let's get right into the first habit, and that's doing the 20% that produces 80% of results. And this is called the Pareto principle. A lot of the successful people I surround myself with always talk about this principle because it's very easy to get caught up with tasks that don't actually move your business forward or move your development forward, for example. For myself as a YouTube creator, if you look at my old videos on this channel, I would just put up these videos without thinking about it too much. I wouldn't script any of them. I wouldn't really do that much research. was mainly talking through my own knowledge based off of my previous experience but now if you look at all my videos I do a lot of research on what topics I should talk about for example what is my audience struggling with what are they asking for and what are other creators talking about for example like I look at all these things to help me figure out what to talk about on my own channel and then I do a lot of research now as well as I script and outline my videos so I knew that that was the 20% to get me those 80% of results but I avoided it for the longest time and that's why bring this up because with any business you're doing or any venture or even if you're working on your health like for example you know that you're drinking soda every single day and you know that if you cut that out that would actually make you feel a lot better and feel a lot healthier that's probably the thing you need to do even if it's the hard thing to do it might be the thing that will really change your life so make sure you're always reflecting on figuring out what that 20% actually is and actually take that step because that will honestly give you exponential results second one is surround yourself with people that actually inspire you. In the past, I was always very introverted. I didn't really want to go out and meet new people, but now I go to a lot of conferences and meetups and I try to talk to people because I can learn from people. It's important to surround yourself with people who you want to be like. It could be around health. It could be around other things that you just really want to get better at, for example. They say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and I honestly think that's true. So just be careful and aware of your circle. Are you surrounding yourself With people who are constantly complaining, playing the victim, making excuses, gossiping about other people, looking down on other people. Just kind of think about that a little bit and see if that energy is pulling you down, or you know, if you need to be around people who are more positive and who are doing stuff that you are inspired by, or maybe their personality is something you respect and you want to be more like. Just take note of it and try to surround yourself with the right people. Even though I'm an introverted person, I actually started my own mastermind. I reached out to people. I wasn't super close with to see if they would be interested in meeting monthly with me and we've been doing this for almost two years now I believe and I'm also part of three other masterminds so it actually helps to network and find people who lift you up. Next I think it's really helpful to change your mentality to think that everyone can be a teacher. You know before I became a digital nomad and started this journey of side hustles and all these other things. I think that I always felt like my opinion was correct and that maybe other people were wrong, but then I go out and travel for two years and I realized that you know I don't know anything. And I started realizing that there's so much I didn't know. After meeting people of all walks of life, I realized that I was living in a bubble. And I think it's really helpful when you start realizing that you can learn something from everyone. For example, I noticed that in one of my masterminds, there's someone who I always feel like learns from everyone else, even though he's actually skyrocketed past this, which honestly makes me respect him more because I feel like when you think you're too good, then you're not going to learn as fast as someone who's constantly absorbing knowledge and listening to what other people have to say. So you just have to be open-minded and understand that there's so much to learn. There's so much out there and there's a lot of abundance. And I think when you treat everyone as a teacher, I feel like it shifts your mindset to more abundance as well, that you think there's knowledge to be had everywhere and you can share knowledge freely. So that just opens opens up to a nicer environment that's not as combative or competitive and you think that everyone can have a piece. Next, I would say writing things down has changed my life. So I wanted to bring up my remarkable too because I actually use this a lot for my to-do lists for my goals, for figuring out my systems, for real estate, for content creation and everything. If you're interested, get your hands on a Remarkable 2 by clicking on my link below. Now it goes into my number five habit of setting goals and then breaking them down into smaller milestones and then working on them consistently. So let's bring back the Remarkable 2 and let's try to do an example. So say you wanna build systems for your content creation business. I'm gonna say overarching goal is systems. So then I break that down into smaller milestones, like what are some things i could hire for so maybe video editing so i'm gonna write that down maybe thumbnails i can write that down get someone to design these different things Maybe i need to write sops so basically for people that i hire i have a set procedure and then in case anything happens then i can rehire someone else for that role again because i've set those standard operating procedures so say you want to just proceed with that so maybe You think, okay, where can I find these different things? Maybe I can go on Upwork for both of these different things. How much do I wanna pay for that? So like you just kind of break down every single milestone and then see how much you're willing to pay like per video or per thumbnail, for example. You can do this with, you know, a financial goal. Maybe you wanna save $100,000, break that down into 50,000 and then break that into 10,000. Just start small and figure out how you would save $10,000. Maybe that's taking extra part-time jobs, maybe that means eating out only once a month maybe that also means paying yourself first so automatically putting in x amount into your account so that's essentially how this would work you would break down a larger goal and then break that into smaller milestones and that's going to really help you stay productive because that's what I always do. I always kind of think about, you know, my year goals and then break that down possibly by quarter and possibly figure out how I would achieve every single milestone that way because that really helps you not feel overwhelmed by the big goal. You know, saving $100,000 can be very overwhelming for someone who is in debt, for example, but slowly and surely, if you just break that down into smaller milestones, you're going to be achieve every single one and it's just gonna give you more confidence as well number six habit I would say provide value when you provide value in the world it goes back to that abundance mindset thing where you feel like you can share knowledge because everyone can succeed in this world there's room for everyone I think that when you have an abundance mindset it really helps you grow because you think oh there are tons of opportunities out there for me I'm able to achieve this instead of feeling small and thinking I don't want to provide value because people will take that from me and then surpass me and then and I won't be able to like do this and that, or I won't ever be able to become a millionaire because I never inherited wealth. I didn't come from a rich family. So that plays into that abundance mindset thing. Do you have a scarcity mindset or an abundance one? And if you feel abundant, you should be comfortable with sharing knowledge, and usually it'll repay you back. People will, you know, trust you more and think that you are helping them, so they'll want to help you back as well. Number seven, live below your means. This is an obvious one, but basically, lifestyle creep is something that can really happen if you boost your income. So maybe you go from 50k a year to 100 thousand dollars a year. It's really easy to think, oh, I should spend on this and that because I'm making more money now. But you were able to make it work at 50k or maybe even 30k. So if you're able to do that, you should be able to make it work at that same amount with 100k, and then put all that into your savings and investments instead. If you are really trying to grow your wealth like that, it is very helpful to reduce your expenses as much as you can, and then invest it until you get to that point where you're really happy with where you're at. Make sure you understand the difference between assets versus liabilities. Liabilities are the debts you have, whereas assets add financial value to your net worth essentially. So make sure you're not taking on too many liabilities, having too many expenses, make sure you're boosting your income and getting more assets if you can. And something that helped me when it came to saving and putting that back into investing is kind of equating the amount of time it took for me to make a certain amount of money. That made it so that I would kind of decide is it worth it for me to buy this bag or buy this piece of clothing? If you have a $10 an hour job and then a bag costs you like $500, is it really worth 50 hours of your time? That's the kind of thinking you have to think about and it might help you with your shopping decisions. Now let's talk about number eight. Something interesting that's recently helped me is sleeping and waking up every single day at the same times. So that includes weekends and just times where I'm like oh I need to cram for work and all this stuff. Instead of staying up late, I've actually been trying to sleep from 1230 to 830. 830 is not that early compared to people who are actually waking up at like 4 to 6am. I'm just trying to wake up at the same time every day because I took a sleep program because I would suffer from insomnia and this has actually dramatically helped me where I turn off electronics an hour before I sleep and then I sleep at regular times every single day. This helps me with my productivity because I'm getting substantial sleep every single day. I have a routine so I kinda know what I'm gonna do because I write down all my tasks the night before. So having that routine really helps me stay organized and be productive. Number nine is to delegate tasks and outsource them when you are not as needed for them or maybe you're not as good at those tasks. So now with all my video editing, I actually outsource all of that work because they can actually do a lot better than me and I wanna focus on kind of creating the content more so. When you're delegating tasks and finding other people to help you with your business or whatever, it really helps you scale faster. But I would say in the beginning, you probably need to do that grunt work first in order to get your stuff up before you have the funds to start hiring some of that work out, right? But the beauty of kind of automation and outsourcing tasks is it kind of helps you with not having a scattered brain. So I feel like a scattered brain makes it so your productivity just tanks. So whatever you can do to help with that is great. If you can have some other people handling tasks that you don't wanna do, then you can focus on the things that you do wanna do that can actually grow your business a lot. That kinda leads me to number 10, which is time blocking. So I actually kinda think, okay, these are the days that I'm gonna film And these are the days I'm going to script. These other days I'm going to do this or that. So I kind of think in that way and just time block. And sometimes I even time block like when I'm going to have fun. So having a schedule makes it so I don't have to think about what I need to do next, if that makes sense. So if you time block every single day of the week, that's even more helpful. I don't do that as much. But for example, if you do like writing only on Wednesdays, or filming only on Fridays or whatever. It's like you're filming Fridays and writing Wednesdays type of thing. That can really help with your productivity because your mind is just like, okay, I just need to do this one thing and I don't need to go off and get distracted on other things. And then lastly, I would say do things that scare you. So honestly, I mentioned I'm a very introverted person, I don't like public speaking, I don't like doing all these other things, but I started challenging myself to go out there and like go on interviews, do presentations. So I presented at FinCon, I've been going to conferences, I've been going on to a lot of these interviews that I normally wouldn't have done actually. I remember in 2018 someone asked me to do an interview. I said no because I'm scared and then months later she had to ask me again and then I had to say yes. She was kind of just like forcing me to say yes but it was a great experience to get me into things that I wasn't comfortable with that really challenged me. So I started kind of going on that. I was like okay I'm gonna just challenge myself to do things that scare me. So that includes improv. I actually did improv for maybe six months and I was terrified to do something like that and i even performed in front of people doing improv which was extremely scary but it got me out of my comfort zone and i think it helped with my self-development a lot even putting content out here it's kind of scary because people can judge you a lot you will get hate comments no matter what but then it makes you stronger right it makes you have thicker skin you don't care as much but you have to like expose yourself to these things to really grow so i feel like that kind of goes back to like the 80 20 thing where it's like do the Those things that you don't want to do that you know you should do because those are the things that are gonna grow like your wealth your business help you in your life so make sure you're doing those things and challenging yourself as much as you can so I hope you guys enjoyed these 11 millionaire habits that have changed my life honestly with these last couple years my life has changed dramatically and I feel like every single one of these tips have helped me in this journey so I hope it inspires you a lot So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps our podcast grow. And thanks again. I'll see you guys in the next one.